section one of a book of sibyls mrs barbold miss edgeworth mrs opie miss austin this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by chufi galeazzi rohner park california a book of sibyls mrs barbold miss edgeworth mrs opie miss austin by anne thackeray ritchie section one mrs barbold part one mrs barbold seventeen forty three to eighteen twenty five i've heard of the lady and good words went out with her name measure for measure the first poetess i can recollect is mrs barbold with whose works i became acquainted before those of any other author male or female when i was learning to spell words of one syllable in her story-books for children so says hazlitt in his lectures on living poets he goes on to call her a very pretty poetess strewing flowers of poesy as she goes the writer must needs from the same point of view as hazlitt look upon mrs barbold with a special interest having also first learnt to read out of her little yellow books of which the syllables rise up one by one again with a remembrance of the hand patiently pointing to each in turn all this recalled and revived after a lifetime by the sight of a rusty iron gateway behind which mrs barbold once lived of some letters closely covered with a wavery writing of a wide prospect that she once delighted to look upon mrs barbold who loved to share her pleasures used to bring her friends to see the great view from the hampstead hilltop and thus records their impressions i dragged mrs a up as i did you my dear to our prospect walk from whence we have so extensive a view yes said she it is a very fine view indeed for a flat country while on the other hand mrs b gave us such a dismal account of the precipices mountains and deserts she encountered that you would have thought she had been on the wildest part of the alps the old hampstead high-road starting up from the plain winds its way resolutely up the steep and brings you past red-brick houses and walled-in gardens to this noble outlook to the heath with its fresh inspiriting breezes its lovely distances of far-off waters and gorsy hollows at whatever season at whatever hour you come you are pretty sure to find one or two votaries poets like mrs barbold or commonplace people such as her friends watching before this great altar of nature whether by early morning rays or in the blazing sunset or when the evening veils and mists with stars come falling while the lights of london shine far away in the valley years after mrs barbold wrote one man pre-eminent amongst poets used to stand upon this hilltop and lo as turner gazed a whole generation gazed with him for him italy gleamed from behind the crimson stems of the fir-trees the spirit of loveliest mythology floated upon the clouds upon the many changing tints of the plains and as the painter watched the lights upon the distant hills they sank into his soul and he painted them down for us and poured his dreams into our awakening hearts he was one of that race of giants mighty men of humble heart who have looked from hampstead and highgate hills here wordsworth trod here sang keats nightingale here mused coleridge 
and here came carlyle only yesterday tramping wearily in search of some sign of his old companions here too stood kind walter scott under the elms of the judge's walk and perhaps joanna bailey was by his side coming out from her pretty old house beyond the trees besides all these were a whole company of lesser stars following and surrounding the brighter planets muses memoirs critics poets nymphs authoresses coming to drink tea and to admire the pleasant suburban beauties of this modern parnassus a record of many of their names is still to be found appropriately enough in the catalogue of the little hampstead library which still exists which was founded at a time when the very hands that wrote the books may have placed the old volumes upon the shelves present readers can study them at their leisure to the clanking of the horses feet in the courtyard outside and the splashing of buckets a few newspapers lie on the table stray sheets of to-day that have fluttered up the hill bringing news of this bustling now into a past serenity the librarian sits stitching quietly in a window an old lady comes in to read the news but she has forgotten her spectacles and soon goes away here instead of asking for vice versa or ouida's last novel you instinctively mention plays of the passions miss burney's evelina or some such novels and mrs barbold's works are also in their place when i asked for them two pretty old quaker volumes were put into my hands with shabby grey bindings with fine paper and broad margins such as mr ruskin would approve of all the inhabitants of this bookshelf mrs barbold is one of the most appropriate it is but a few minutes walk from the library in heath street to the old corner house in church row where she lived for a time near a hundred years ago and all round about are the scenes of much of her life of her friendships and interests here lived her friends and neighbours here to church row came her pupils and admirers and later still to the pretty old house on rosslyn street as for church row as most people know it is an avenue of dutch red-faced houses leading demurely to the old church tower that stands guarding its graves in the flowery churchyard as we came up the quiet place the sweet windy drone of the organ swelled across the blossoms of the spring which were lighting up every shabby corner in hillside garden through this pleasant confusion of past and present of springtime scattering blossoms upon the graves of old ivy walks and iron bars imprisoning past memories with fragrant fumes of lilac and of elder one could picture to oneself as in a waking dream two figures advancing from the corner house with the ivy walls distinct sedate passing under the old doorway i could almost see the lady carefully dressed in many fine muslin folds and frills with hooped silk skirts indeed but slight and graceful in her quick advance with blue eyes with delicate sharp features and a dazzling skin as for the gentleman i pictured him a dapper figure with dark eyes dressed in black as befitted a minister even of dissenting views the lady came forward looking amused by my scrutiny somewhat shy i thought was she going to speak and by the same token it seemed to me the gentleman was about to interrupt her but margaret my young companion laughed and opened an umbrella or a cock crew or some door banged 
and the fleeting visions of fancy disappeared many well-authenticated ghost stories describe the apparition of bygone persons and lo when the figure vanishes a letter is left behind some such experience seemed to be mine when on my return i found a packet of letters on the hall table letters not addressed to me but to some unknown miss belsham and signed and sealed by mrs barbold's hand they had been sent for me to read by the kindness of some ladies now living at hampstead who afterwards showed me the portrait of the lady who began the world as miss betsy belsham and who ended her career as mrs kenrick it is an oval miniature belonging to the times of powder and of puff representing not a handsome but an animated countenance with laughter and spirit in the expression the mouth is large the eyes are dark the nose is short this was the confidant of mrs barbold's early days the faithful friend of her later sorrows the letters kept by betsy with faithful conscientious care for many years give the story of a whole lifetime with unconscious fidelity the gaiety of youth its impatience its exuberance and sometimes bad taste the wider quieter feelings of later life the courage of sorrowful times long friendship deepening the tender and faithful memories of age when there is so little left to say so much to feel all these things are there. End of section 1